Thank you for choosing Apparacity.com. All of Shadows Radio is brought to you by our talented and hardworking cast from around the world. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe. And if you're able to, hit the donate button on hallofshadowsradio.com. Any amount would be greatly appreciated so we can continue to bring you the show that we love to create. Shadows. The Witches of Gravelshaw by Michael Jonathan Rocco. As he awaited the arrival of his guests, David gazed into the fireplace wondering if a party was the best idea. It had been a long time since the Ellington family celebrated anything, let alone a truce between their century-old rival. It felt good sharing common ground with the Pembroke Coven, but this would be the first occasion where both families occupied the same space as friends. David fixed his bow tie in front of a mirror and paused for a moment. He looked at his reflection like it was the first time in years. It was. His blue eyes were still as hypnotic as ever, just not as piercing as once before. He could trace the lines emerging from his pale complexion. And the black hair that once flowed past his shoulders now reminded him of the thin fragility of a porcelain doll. He began to understand the impermanence of a strong facade. Before heading downstairs to join his family, David picked up an engagement ring from the nightstand and carefully placed it around his index finger. His wife, Elena, had passed away nearly a decade prior. Yet not a single day went by without him wearing a reminder that his heart hadn't always been empty. As he descended the dark oak spiral staircase, David could see his daughter, Christina, anxiously peeking out of a foyer window. To the rest of the world, she carried the well-founded reputation of being callous on her best day. Most of the time, she exuded the sensitivity of a dominatrix starved of food for a week. Her first and only attempt at romance ended with her placing a hex on her suitor's immediate family. Despite her aversion to all life around her, Christina's stone-cold exterior melted away whenever her father entered the room. She cherished him with all her soul and would happily watch the earth crumble before betraying his trust. For all of her undignified personal attributes, everyone knew how much David meant to his daughter. Everything will be fine, David said as he approached his distracted daughter. Just treat the Pembrokes as you would any other guest. Christina turned toward her father, revealing a sinister grin. Never mind, David said while walking toward the kitchen. Let's just get through tonight without any cataclysms. An elderly gentleman approached David, carrying a silver tray encumbered with alcoholic beverages. 
Would you care for a drink before the guests arrive, sir? Thank you, Thomas, David replied. I'm good for now. Is the valet in place outside? Yes, sir, Thomas said while reluctantly signaling over toward Christina with his tray. David smiled and gently touched the back of Thomas's shoulder. I would avoid pairing Christina with alcohol as much as possible this evening. Very well, sir, Thomas replied with a subtle nod of agreement. He quickly exited back into the kitchen. Somber, classical violin could be heard echoing through the house from ceiling speakers. The lighting dimly flickered from numerous candles that had been placed in each room. Servants had begun to station themselves according to their specific directives, and George, the family cat, had been put in a guest room for the night. All was in order, except for the whereabouts of David's youngest child, Jack. At sixteen, Jack was the youngest member of the Ellington family. He had always been soft-spoken and shy, never caught up in strife. He typically concerned himself only with studying historical books, technical manuals, and conducting scientific experiments. Unlike his sister's outwardly intense presence, Jack chose to live and work in the shadows. After his brilliance, his greatest strength could be found in his ability to blend in, usually unnoticed, among any crowd. Although he had his own bedroom upstairs, Jack preferred to sleep on a cot in the cellar most nights. There, he could work on projects undisturbed. Over the years, he developed a bond with Thomas. They both shared the same level of invisibility to the outside world. Before the party started, Thomas brought food and drink to him downstairs. Thanks, Thomas, Jack said without departing his eyes from a book. Thomas sat down on a nearby workbench and casually looked around the room. Will you be joining the other guests tonight? I'm sure I'll make an appearance at some point, Jack replied. I know my father would expect me to. Thomas began rubbing his hands together, indicating the obvious draft in the cellar. He worries about you, you know. Jack paused for a moment and looked away from the book. Yeah, I know. But he really doesn't have to. After all, everyone says I'm a lot like him. With a faint smile, Thomas replied, I believe that concerns him the most and stood up from the bench. As the aging butler began walking away, Jack motioned to the plate. Thanks, Thomas. With a nod, Thomas ascended the stairs and exited the cellar. Jack waited until he could hear the door close before he savagely devoured the contents of the plate. At times, he became so enthralled with his projects that he often forgot to eat. He was never a nervous person. Social gatherings didn't make him apprehensive. Instead, he found them to be a nuisance. He approached parties with the same impatience as he did commercials during his favorite radio shows. Unlike his older sister, he didn't despise people so much as he preferred them from a comfortable distance. The sound of muffled car engines could be heard outside. It was time. Christina stood alongside David in the foyer as the first guests began to knock at the door. Thomas greeted each one and handed their coats to a servant. First to approach David was Eleanor from the Hallen Coven of Witches. The Ellingtons had a long and congenial history with her family, so her attendance represented a welcomed buffer between the other sides. Hello, Eleanor, David said with a smile of relief. I am certain your punctuality is by no means a coincidence. David, my love, 
he replied. I thought I was late. They embraced. Eleanor briskly massaged David's shoulder for a moment. You're as rigid as a lion cub in a den of hyenas. You worry too much, sweets. I suppose it comes with the territory, David replied. But you are right. Perhaps I'll take Thomas up on that drink. I'll take care of that, Eleanor shouted. Where is Thomas, that old fence post? As she made her way towards the liquid refreshments, David caught a glimpse of more familiar faces entering the house. There was still no sign of the Pembrokes, but the night was young. Guests began to fill in more consistently. The foyer was a large area, outlined by a curved double staircase, and was the perfect entryway for such a gathering. David waved Christina over to him. Have you seen your brother? Nope, Christina replied. I haven't smelled him all day. He's probably dissecting a defenseless animal downstairs. Great, David replied while scanning the area. I guess I'll look in the cellar. You keep an eye on the door. As David headed towards the cellar door, he heard a raspy voice call to him from a distance. Hey, Ellington, you trying to melt us? It's hotter than hell in here. David turned around to see Charles Pembroke ushering his family through the front door. There were five of them in total, including his wife Sarah and three of their children. Ronald, the oldest son, was closer in age to David than Charles was. The remaining children, Kathleen and Amanda, were daughters from Sarah's first marriage. This concludes part one of The Witches of Gravelshaw. Read by Michael Northigan. Hall of Shadows is produced by Michael J. Rocco. Directed by Christina and Michael J. Rocco. For Apparacity, we bid you good night. <laughs>